Mark, it's time for Spooky Rex. Yeah. Usually we do the Rex in the same episode, in our main episode, when we do the review. But this last episode, we, we talked about The Watcher. We talked about a lot of things. We had some good fucking uh, listener questions. So we decided, since we both had a ton of Rex. Mark, how many Rex do you have? You have a lot, right? Oh, my God. I have so many. Let's okay. see. I think I have about like eight or nine. There you go. Okay. So since you got eight or nine, I think I have four or five. Um, we figured we'd make it its own thing. And this is huh. Spooky Rex, so let's go ahead and play. I don't have a Spooky Rex theme song. I just have our oh. old original Wreck It theme song, but we can't do a Wreck without, without playing it, so. Well, I know on facts, not recommendations, but thank you. I want to play a game. Oh, he wants to play a game. Ooh. Mark, remember that from our spiral episode when we? Oh my god, it was Chris <laughs> Rock spiral? Right, that was like one of our first episodes. That was no, that was not our first, but it was it was up I think, there. Was it like the first horror thing? Right, it was like a first heavy like horror for us. Horror? Yeah, yeah. So we Mark thought that he'd get slapped many years later. Many years later, for really, what Will Smith was doing was not only protecting I saw Jada. Spirals. He was mad. He wanted his money back from Spiral. He smacked him. That's right. <laughs> Don't we have years ago we had a Chris Rock <laughs> drop Aspot? Uh-huh. Get out of here. Go on. I don't believe it. You don't say. Oh wow. Aspot actually Very had the applicable. drop on time. <laughs> wow. Mark. That's what he was saying to Will Smith in his head as he was walking up. Spooky Rex. I figure maybe we just go back and forth until I run out of Rex. Um and I'll Sounds let you good. I'll let you start us off, man. What's your first wreck for All this? All right. Spookiness. So, just to keep it spooky, and because you had recommended this to me, you and I had seen the original Fright Night, but I had never seen the like the original one. I've only seen the remake with uh, Colin Farrell. And holy shit, you were right. This is like one of the... It's such a good freaking horror movie. I, I just thought... You know, I initially thought it was like some crappy like B and C movie. This movie delivers on effects and everything. Yeah, it's, it's fucking amazing. Awesome. Um, I'll, well, I'll just go ahead and, and let me jump in on this. It's also my first wreck of this week. So oh, we're having shit. a dual wreck. Perfect. <laughs> Matt and Mark, we are both wrecking the original Fright Night from 1985. I texted you because I watched this on a whim. Um, I was like, you know, I hadn't seen this in a few years. And, and funny enough, I'm more familiar with the Colin Farrell version. That's the version you and I, we, I don't know if you remember, we actually saw this movie together. Yeah, uh, we saw it in the theaters, and it's it's very good. I, I still I think it holds it, yeah. up. Yeah, I enjoy it. Uh, it's definitely a different flavor from the 1985 original. I saw the 1985 original in college, and I didn't really remember it much. Oh, really? I think I saw it in a weird. Maybe I was drunk or high was it or VHS? hungry or something. 
I definitely it didn't didn't hit me the same way. And I was like, you know, I'm so familiar with the Colin Farrell one. I've seen it a bunch of times. Let me watch the original. I fucking loved it. And I immediately texted Mark and I was like, you got to watch Bright Night, dude. Like dude, the practical effects immediately. Yes. So good. Right off. The practical effects are incredible. Um, they're there. I don't want to spoil things in case people haven't seen it, but there are like they don't just do fangs and bats and stuff like you want to talk about some gnarly creature effects. Fright Night's got you. Fright Night's also got atmosphere out the ass, um, especially Jerry's the house. Design is great. Oh god, the set design's great, isn't it? Oh my goodness, it's so like that's what I love about. I'm gonna. I'll probably touch on this for another wreck that you and I will both share. But those old, like the '80s movies, like they really knew how to like set decorate. There's so much to look at. There's so much detail. Yeah. They're gorgeous sets not only that they they really go to town with the sets especially um when you think about something like fright night right it's very small in concept it's it's a it's next door neighbors it's just two houses on the same suburban street they shouldn't be tough but then you look at it and you think about your challenge right as a set designer to make that interesting to make jerry the vampire's house interesting and scary and be able to turn it into a set piece where okay it's not just like it doesn't feel redundant okay we've been on the main staircase you can use so many different there are so many different little sequences that happen within jerry's house that it may as well be castle dracula it's huge oh yeah by the way i also like they they use that as an excuse that he flips houses which is why it looks old yes (laughs) it's great and he's got all his junk all the things he's accumulated over the years right i also love it's got that there's this great stained glass window behind him at the top of the stairs it makes for this great centerpiece as he kind of comes down dude how fucking good is chris sarandon as jerry the vampire oh my he's god he's amazing awesome especially that club scene yes like, it's just little simple things and you're like okay i can see how he can hypnotize someone and it's done in a very realistic way it's not like i'm gonna put my hands out and you'll hypnotize it's yes. just like he's just there interacting he's like the thing is it's like He's hypnotic because he notices you and he pays attention to you. It's not yes. that he's doing some crazy shit it's with his It's all hands. in the acting and then yeah. it's all him staring down. Dude, he actually stares down the barrel of the camera and each time he does it, it is terrifying. Oh, Especially it's so like creepy. when you're with Charlie, you know, watching him from the window and Jerry looks in and notices him and he looks right down the barrel of the camera. Fucking And those fuck. long fingers with the nails. Yes. As he like holds the, that string and pulls the... the oh, God. Oh, my it's so goodness. good. Why do those 80s practical effects look so much better? I, I know Because that's what they had to do. Like, you have no choice so but to fucking, make it look good practically. It's got so know? much character and texture and, like, it. even just something like his fingers, like his fingernails. Like, you're like, it just automatically puts a mood on that visual, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Where you're like, sure. fuck. Like, you're scared looks, right away. Even, like, the gore effects and those transformations. Yes. Like, there's one transformation scene. I won't give anything away just because, like you said, it's something worth seeing. Yeah, for sure. Actually, during this wreck episode, there's going to be a lot of talk of, like, transformations done really well practically. And to me, I I wrote down – I try not to write down too many notes so it's, like, more off the cuff. But I did write down – it's, like, the use of cutaways as transformations are the best. Yes, just that simple cutting back and forth rather than seeing it it's so effective and then seeing the character's reaction and then you go to the next stage of transformation 
just a really simple and beautiful way of doing something practically. It's like you don't really have to see things. Yeah, like it really sells. It sells the, the scene, right? It yeah. sells the effect better, especially because yeah. you get that reaction too. So it kind of like cues you in, like, "Fuck, this is this is horrifying." Yes, you know? right. <laughs> <laughs> I also love. Um, I'm a big fan of of humor in my horror movies and Fright Night juggles both of those so well because there is inherent funniness in a teenager uh, accusing his neighbor of being a vampire and there are a lot of funny scenes in it um, but man when that's what I love it's like it commits just as much to the jokes as it does to the scares Yeah, and both work but uh, the, because they're the playing joke, them both straight don't the jokes seem like believable it's like the yes. cop is like yeah of course you're, I'm going to laugh at this kid he thinks there's a vampire yes, around you know? yes. I love that so the humor is like built into the universe where it actually works it's not just like we're going to make jokes for jokes sake it's sort of like this is what it's sort of like what happened in, uh, in I guess what we were talking about in the last episode the watcher where you have like people are just like no you're you're full of shit there's no, this that's not believable yes and it's like okay cool that solidifies the audience into thinking okay there's a reason why no one's gonna help this kid now because he's the, a, he's the boy who cried vampire reason. basically yeah, exactly. right yeah <laughs> they don't believe him yeah <laughs> it also made me retroactively respect even more the new colin farrell fright night because i love that it took the concept in a totally different direction like if you watch these back to back you're watching two different movies the oh, set cool. pieces are different the choices are different um the way characters are dispatched is is quite different. So it was very cool. They definitely made their own flavor. So you can, I think there is room for both Fright Nights. Fright Night 85 and Fright Night, I want to say 2010 or 2011. Uh, That's the way it should be though, right? I, I agree, absolutely. Like, I love that it wasn't just make, like, let's just yeah. redo this. Because it's been done. That's just, to me, is lazy filmmaking. Yeah. You know? Dude, I love it. Especially the, the simplicity too, like you're saying. Like in the club scene... When the girl sort, you know, kind of falls under his spell, it's not hokey. It's all in the performance, and you get it. The music drives you. Then you feel like all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I get it. She's under his spell. She's going to become a bride of Dracula. It's and fucking it takes awesome. its time too. I like yes. that it took its time. It wasn't just the like, and Dracula raises his hand and flutters yes. his fingers and scene over. It was like, no, it's going to take its time. Then you see the boyfriend's reaction in the background, and then they all come to. It's really smart. And you see actually. the balance of power shift during that scene. Yeah. Oh, she's okay. Oh no, she's not okay. Oh, she's okay. We're gonna get away again. Oh fuck, he's right there again. Like it's it's so well done. Like the best movies fuck with you as an audience member because they want to keep the scare coming. And and I would consider this to be like, you want to talk about thrills, scares effects and halloween atmosphere dude i'm spinning this again for halloween for sure oh yeah if you have not seen fright night in a while go fucking watch it it's on vod i rent i rented it i think for three bucks uh it's not on any streamer which is a crime this should be that on netflix crazy something people should have access to this it's such a it feels like a forgotten gem doesn't it it does. It feels like nobody talks about it. Like, I know in horror circles, people talk about Fright Night, but I feel like in the mainstream of people like, oh, I'm going to watch. I'm not hating on this movie. But I'm just using it as an example. I like this movie. But when people are like, <laughs> I'm going to watch Hocus Pocus. Like, it's well known because it's in the lexicon, but this is one of those movies that should also be in the lexicon. Yeah. We, we should I be totally going agree. back to this. Yes. Um, but for some reason, people just kind of outside the horror circles, people don't talk about Fright Night. I don't fucking know why. Um, even the sad. remake was kind of like 
came and went. That kind of right? like, yeah, it was sort of like, okay, that's in. It went. It was kind of in and out. But I do love these small scale horror ones. They're like, to me, they make it more believable because the subject is smaller. Like it's small town, you know, just a kid with his mom and then the new neighbor. I love that. It's great. I also wanted to say, setup. if you want to watch the remake, it's available to stream for free for on Amazon Prime Video. Oh, cool. So if you want to watch that one, you can catch that there. You are going to have to rent the original one. And boy, howdy, do I fucking recommend that you do. It's totally worth the money. Actually. It's so worth it, dude. The fucking, the moments. I've just, it's one of those two that since I've watched it, I have just kept thinking about it and thinking about like how effective certain moments were why it made me feel a certain way or just kind of like lovingly remembering like the visual outside of Jerry's house when the fog is just like creeping over and the yeah. windows are glowing. That's like, that's a fucking Halloween shot. Like that's Halloween in a shot. It, it feels like Halloween, doesn't it? Oh no, you're totally right. Like if you see the, you know, when you see those ads, the spooky ads or like even the <laughs> yeah. box art, you know, do you remember how the box art used to look on those VHS tapes where it was like, here's the creepy house from like a, a low angle. And it looks yes. like extremely like exaggerated. Like Legend of Hell House like or The Haunting moon, or something. Yeah. And there's like moonlight yes. and it's like cascading everywhere. Yes. And then you have like the fog and like the smoke. Oh God. It's so, that's the word. It's so atmospheric. That's what's great about this movie. Like yeah. the atmosphere is really thick and you feel it it's awesome yeah dude fucking a i'm so glad thank you, you for it. recommending that oh yeah I, of I course i feel so like so much fun as spooky season <laughs> rolls out i feel like you and i are going to be watching a lot of the same movies yeah. which is good though because like i want to know if you watch a good horror movie and you want to know if i watch a good horror movie um, i hope my recommendations are as good as yours because god damn that was a fantastic uh, one damn. all right mark well since i kind of jumped in on that one with you um do you want to do the next wreck Oh, no, I, you go, sir. Okay. Because, yeah. Uh, well, I'll do one that I think you haven't seen, so that way okay. I can. I don't want to horn in on your... Um, I wanted oh, no, to... I don't care, by the way. Oh, okay, great. Then I'm just going to go ahead and peel the Band-Aid off. Last night, I watched another crazy 80s movie. Now, this one I had never seen, and this is a Peacock watch. Remember I told you I was trying to go through, if you listen to our, our Watcher episode, I was like, I'm trying to exhaust all the good options on Peacock. This came up. Um... It's called The Company of Wolves. It's a movie from 1984 directed by Neil Jordan. And I, you know me. I love the werewolf movies. I've said on the show there aren't enough werewolf movies, right? Not enough good werewolf movies anyway because uh, there are plenty of bad ones. And this <laughs> one kept coming up. And randomly, Scream Factory, which of course I'm a fan of as well, is going to release a 4K disc of this. So I thought, oh, maybe it's worth a look. Randomly, it's on Peacock. Let me check it out. I am so fucking glad I did. The best way I can describe this movie, and the min and this is another one that Mark can jump in on. I think we both recommend this. Is it is a, it's like a gothic fairy tale nightmare. The every bit in this movie feels like a dream that you can't wake up from, uh, and I mean that in the scariest way possible. And there are moments where I was watching, and you're kind of under the spell of this movie. It's kind of a, almost a retelling of Little Red Riding Hood. And as you're watching the movie, you're like, yeah, the atmosphere is, is a little spooky. It has this dreamlike quality where it feels um, almost oppressive, like you're never going to wake up. You know, like those weird European movies or yeah. European TV and shows. You're going like going to that shot of the mountain, too. <laughs> yes. It was like it felt like you were trapped in like a, a some dream loop. It was yes. awesome. Yes. And while you're trapped in this dream loop, all of a sudden there will be moments with like Hellraiser level gore effects. 
<laughs> um, that are absolutely jaw-dropping, I would say. Uh, that doesn't even begin to cover it. The first time a transformation happens where a man becomes a werewolf is it's horrifying. It's one of the most horrifying transformations I think I've ever seen on film because it looks so... It, at the same time, it looks so real and it looks so fake, but it looks... It's indescribable. When that guy starts ripping his face off... That looked real to me. Yes, it was fucking crazy. Can I tell you, there was a couple scenes where I, like... I, no joke, my mouth was open. I was like... Like, when the <laughs> grandmother got her head swiped off and it shattered. Yes. There's so... All the beheadings looked incredible. And there are a lot of beheadings. In oh, this there's one. many beheadings. Yes. yes. The, the, you're right. The, and by the way, amazing. There's an amazing transition shot when the, the, the guy comes in and he chops that wolf's head off with the ax and it goes flying through the air, bounces and lands in like this, like bucket of milk. Yes. But when the head comes back up, they had, I guess, cross dissolved it perfectly. So when the head comes back up, it's a human head. And I was like, that trend, I, I rewound it. It split like, second. was beautiful. Yeah, it's split second. Um, it's almost like a match frame, like frame for oh, frame. Yeah. Like you can't even tell. It's seamless it's when it happens. These are some of the craziest. It's like a mixture of practical effects, gore effects, and animatronics. Because what will happen is you have an actor like Stephen Ray, who already looks fucking bizarre, right? <laughs> And this guy starts to rip his face off. And then out of his mouth begins to crawl like the wolf form, basically. Oh my the god, that was cut, like... juts out. By the and way... they do it later too right. with the other wolf guy. The most unique transfer... I did not expect that at all because yeah. most... You know most werewolf movies, it's like cut to the hand and then hair comes out and yep. then cut the to the The nails come out. Yeah. By the way, this, this... The cool thing about... Sorry to jump on you now. No, please, but, please. This movie, it wasn't like, all right, it's just one transformation. No, this scene has a fucking party scene where a whole <laughs> bunch of people turn into wolves. It's crazy. And there's no cheating. It happens and it looks fucking great. Um, oh, my God. It's it also awesome. one of these movies that has it, – it, Jess and I were laughing because she watched it with me. And it, we kept saying it felt like a film school movie because there's so much to unpack. It's one of these – there's a lot of messaging and a lot of metaphor – it's it's a very lyrical movie, you know. You'll see like you'll see like the iconography. You'll see something on a shelf, and then that'll come back into play later as something else, right? There's a great bit too, and everything's nightmarish. We should say, like, oh, there's yeah. a bit where you see toys on her shelf, and then when you see the real life toys that are chasing her, they're yes. fucking horrifying. I by the way, the that back and forth was cool. By the another th to go back to your other point though of it being like film studenty. When I finished and it cut to the tra the credits, I was like, God, I'm stupid. I feel as though I didn't <laughs> yeah. really fully absorb this movie and I have to watch it again because the ending is also very weird. And cryptic. Like, everything about this movie is very, like, weird, cryptic. Yeah, very yeah. dreamlike and yes. strange. Like, there'll be and things I that are never explained. Like, there's a bit where we were trying to we were trying to figure it out, too. There's a bit where Little Red Riding Hood is in the church and she opens her Bible and all these spiders fall onto the Bible. And then she just brushes them off, and it's never addressed. Yeah. Like, or by the way, did, did other people also... in the church see them or not? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> by the way, did you also the eggs with the when she finds? Oh yes, the stork with the baby with the statues. What does does anything happen with the baby? Is she just take it back? I know no. there's like a tear came out. I thought of it, it was like a thing. It was like the loss of innocence. Like Maybe, now yeah. you are a woman, you can give birth to babies. By the way, this was like the brothers Grimm 
personified in a movie. Yes. Like it was like a whole bunch of nightmare if Clive tales Barker made together. If Clive Barker made the Brothers Grimm movie with Little Red Riding Hood, it would be this. By the way, I was not expecting that because when you had sent it to me, <laughs> the, the thumbnail that pops up is like Red Riding Hood, the grandma who's Angela Lansbury. So I was like, eh, probably going to be like a very like fun kids movie, kind of like legend. You know, it's just yes. it's fantasy, but it's like it's fantasy for the whole. It's family. harmless. This one is like, do not take your kids to see. Yes. Dude, literally, I was it's reading dramatic. Roger Ebert's review of this last night, and he said, The Company of Wolves is not a children's film. <laughs> he, like, clearly states it in, like, the opening paragraph. That is so true. And I intentionally, when I told you to watch this movie, and I'm so glad you watched it, I was like, you know, okay, now that I know he's going to watch it, I'm not going to tell him about the crazy, gross transformation stuff. I want him to just discover it, because I didn't want to rob you of that, because I was like, it's going to take... It's going to take him by such surprise, like it did me, that it's going to completely just, like, blast him out of his seat. And I was that right. Was, was it not? Can you, I would love to see a modern version of this with, like, better animatronics and maybe just a little bit of, like, CG to, like, blend it. Kind of, yeah, soften it I, a bit. Just the snout coming out of the mouth. By the way, the fact that, you like you said, it happens twice. Yes. And it's not like they're using the same effect. It no! happens it's it like a completely a separate cool animatronic transformation. Yeah, yeah. The wolf, that, I thought that was shit. cool that the individual wolves, the wolf in the beginning, who is in a in a story within a story. If the movie wasn't confusing enough, and the big <laughs> bad wolf at the end are two very different wolves, and they transform completely differently, and both are equally as gross. I would say, I couldn't believe how. The, this movie, by the way, talking speaking about a hidden gem, I knew nothing about this movie. And I am a Neil Jordan fan. Yes. I just didn't I know, know you about love this. Neil Jordan. I didn't know yeah. anything about this movie. And it's, like, fantastic. Yeah, and dude. And you know what? Going back to what I was saying, this was the movie I was talking about because there's I call them, like, these movies that are sumptuous, you know, when you see the yes. cinematography and the production design. Like, I'm going to give you a couple of examples. So Legend is one. The Duelist is another one. Blade yep. Runner is one. Yep. I know they're, I'm sorry, they're all like really Scott movies. Brazil is another one. Wizard and of Oz should be one. People, Yeah, Wizard of, and also, I'm going to get made fun of it. Jingle All the Way. These are sets that are that. fucking packed with stuff. Like, for example, in Jingle All the Way, when he's cooking, there's like three turkeys. There's multiple pies. There's so much detail yes. in the frame. And the same with this movie. There's like... I would watch this many times because there's so much detail in 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 the environments, like I can't. Even, it's indescribable how beautiful the, these sets are. And what is so impressive about those sets? And they look when you look at the forest, right? It seems to go on and on as far as the eye can see. This is a fully immersive fairy tale forest. When I tell you the frame is packed with different areas, it's not the same tree over and over. You've got different. You know, landings for all the wolves. You've got different paths for Red Riding Hood. You've got Grandma's house. You've got the, the town square area and woods and woods. Dude, I read online, Neil Jordan made this movie for $2 million. What? And if that's not crazy enough, he literally said that they shot it in Shepperton Studios in England. And he said they only had 16 trees that they could use. So he wow. had to keep repoing the trees in each scene Holy so that to shit. fill the frame and make it look different and new. And when you know that and realize the task that he had in front of him and you see the finished product, you will be blown away because this man made a literal magical forest out of nothing. 
By the way, the forest, like when you were a kid hearing like these kind of dark fairy tales, isn't that the the fucking exact forest? fucking forest it's you picture? It's so dense, yes. like you can't see. It looks like a forest that, like you were saying, it's unending, but it also feels like it really wraps around everything. Yes. It's like it's so lush with like there's snakes in the trees, there's rabbits, there's so much wildlife. You see these little bluebirds. It's crazy how much details in these. The, to hear that was like sixteen yes. trees. That's sixteen nuts. trees, two million dollars. That's what he had. To That's realize that crazy. for $2 million, all the special effects in this movie, the fact that it looks so real, like, dude, there are directors who get handed $50 million and their movies look like poo-poo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Neil Jordan made fucking dreams real. You know what I mean? He it's did it with, crazy. I feel like Jeff Bridges and Iron Man. Tony Stark did this with some scraps in a cave. <laughs> That's what I feel like. You have to watch The Company of Wolves. You can watch it on Peacock right now. And if you're a physical media person like myself, a 4K issue is coming from Screen Factory. I believe it comes out in November. I pre-ordered immediately as the credits were rolling. I was pre-ordering my 4K of the <laughs> company. She's rattling of off about wolves, and you're like, I gotta oh, order. I gotta get By this the way, 4K. I would say just because this movie has so much rewatchability, don't subscribe to Peacock. Just buy the movie like Matt did. There because you go. Buy it. I honestly think it's something. Don't you feel as though this is something you'll keep rewatching? I'm definitely going to watch it. It's also something that I was like, this is so weird. And so this is going to sound dumb, but I think you'll get what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> this movie is so weird and so beautiful. I don't want it to go away. Like, I'm afraid the movie will be taken away or like just not available. And I can't abide by that. I want it on oh, my shelf yeah. in my personal library so I can always have access to it. No, that's true. It's, it's, such and a, also like... another one like Fright Night that has great. Halloween atmosphere like I would I like especially as we get closer and closer to Halloween I like to put movies on even if they're not quote-unquote horror movies that have spooky atmosphere and spooky imagery because they help put me in the mood and this is definitely one I'm gonna spin again for Halloween I think dude that's a that's an can you imagine just like Fright Night then company this of wolves. movie, it'll <laughs> make it. you hate anything contemporary because, like, ah, oh, this just looks like, like garbage. How can it compete? How can yeah, it compete? How can you compete against a guy that created an entire dream world for two million dollars? Two million dollars and sixteen trees. The fucker did it with sixteen trees. Tony Stark and did this effects? in a cave Holy with some scraps. Shit. Fucking That's amazing. Crazy. And it looks as good as it does. And the care. You can just tell when something is that well made. Every detail, everything has been lovingly crafted. Even like you said, you like even down to that match cut to sell that effect. Like real people are working their asses off to make that happen, and it's a one-second moment. That's the attention to detail in this movie. It's and they're fucking shooting this nuts. shit in film. They didn't have like unlimited takes like yeah, we dude. do with video. And the cast fucking slaps. Like you said, Angela Lansbury. Also, David Warner. Rest in bay. Oh, by David the way, Warner. When, yeah. By the way, when she goes like, "Give me a kiss." Oh God, were you scared something story, was gonna happen? I thought she was gonna like tear off her skin and be yes. like, Argh. I thought they were gonna do a thing like, you know, where Granny, you know, where the big wolf is, big bad wolf is described as, uh, is disguised as Granny. That's, yeah, what, that's I what I thought was gonna happen. Yes. And it's intentionally shot that way to make you scared of her. I'm, if you have ever wanted to be scared of Angela Lansbury, watch this movie. By the way, that's <laughs> why when she got her head swiped off, I swear to God, I went, I, my, your jaw, jaw I, my mouth was open because it was that shocking. Jess pointed out to me too. She said, "Um, because when the head shattered, I was so shocked." 
And it was so weirdly bloodless, which made it almost worse. And Jess pointed out, she goes, yeah, there was a doll of the grandmother in the girl's bedroom. So when the head broke, it was like a porcelain doll's head shattering. See, that's what I mean. There's like film school shit to dig into in the imagery of this movie. If you want to just sit back and unpack some shit, this is a movie I would love to hear Love of Cinema fucking just go in on. Oh, yeah. Because I think, the, like, j- dude, I the, the fucking imagery that you can interpret, the, the millions of ways I'm sure you could interpret it, um, this is loaded with that. I'm so glad you like The Company of Wolves, too. I'm, 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 I was psyched when you were like, I'm going to watch this shit. I was like, wow, I did not expect you to watch it. Oh, my God. It was so fucking good. And it looks You're so right. good, it, right? It's like one of those movies that you pray does not get lost yeah, in like, time don't take it away don't take it away from us have you any even when people bring when i see those like because i i like you am a big werewolf fan and yes. whenever i saw see these top 10 lists zero mention of this movie yeah it's almost I've like i've never it's like heard this movie been this weirdly movie forgotten you brought it up this is one of the best werewolf movies i've ever seen i think your gold standard well for me i won't speak for everyone for me my gold standard werewolf movie is still american werewolf in london yeah that's my it's, favorite it's the best one I would put Silver Bullet at two. I love Silver Bullet. And I would put Company of Wolves almost at a, at a tie, two-way tie at number two. Oh, wow. Because it is that good. That is a good, uh, that's a good place for it, though. Shit, it yeah. totally deserves it. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Three, I would go The Howling. Four, I would maybe go Dog Soldiers. Although, I love Dog Soldiers. I love the design of Dog Soldiers, but the movie is not as good as I want it to be. Like, it's, there's something about it that's a little lacking. And then Cursed, just for fun. I got to put one schlocky one in there. I put <laughs> Wes Craven's werewolf movie Cursed in there, where the werewolf flips off the girl. That's hilarious. And then, I don't know, then I'd get into some silly ones. Teen Wolf, you know. <laughs> Teen Wolf. I want a keg of beer. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Have you seen Teen Wolf lately? <laughs> so I haven't seen it recently, but I remember that scene. It's I remember so seeing that fun. movie when I was a kid. It's so and that fun. That movie was great. I just watched it a couple months ago when I like started my werewolf kick, and because uh, I watched <laughs> The Howling, and I was like, "All right, I want to watch something else that's like werewolf but silly." And somebody was like, "Watch Teen Wolf." And I was like, "I've seen Teen Wolf," and then I realized I hadn't seen it in years. And I rewatched it, and I was like, "This is fucking great." <laughs> it's so you fun. Know, by the way, you know what's sad about the whole werewolf genre? Doesn't it seem like? the vampire genre was like okay you know what we're gonna do you're we're just gonna use werewolves as these little side characters so they'll never need to be a werewolf movie yes it's like yes fucking vampires took over stole the werewolf yep. movement vampires took over man even in uh, my my favorite movie that mark that mark is sick of, he- of hearing about monster <laughs> squad the were the wolf man is in like a sh- little tiny sliver and then for the most part they kind of cheat because when he's helping Dracula, he's in human form. Yeah. He's like in his fiendish form where he's like a tortured soul, you know? You only get a couple Wolfman moments with him. And that Wolfman looks fucking badass. Yeah, that's true. That in Monster Squad. But it. I can't count that as a werewolf movie because it's not. If there's one werewolf in it, he's in it for about two minutes. That sucks. That's a Dracula Frankenstein movie. Okay. Oh, another good <laughs> werewolf movie, by the way, that nobody talks about and has kind of forgotten is Wolf with Jack Nicholson. Oh, I've never seen that one. Yeah, it's uh, really cool. good. It's him, James Spader, and Michelle Pfeiffer. And uh, it's just a very simple story. It's directed by Mike Nichols. Jack Nicholson gets pulled over on the side. He pulls over on the side of the road. And I think because he sees something in the road, he gets out of his car and nothing's there. And he gets bitten by a wolf. 
and he begins transforming and becoming a werewolf. Shit, I got. And he has a movie. werewolf fight later on with another werewolf. I won't reveal who it is. Damn, I want to see this movie now. Wolf is it's what it's called. called. Nineteen ninety four. Wolf. That's another good thriller. If we're talking thrillers, Dawson, <laughs> it's a reference to last episode. Wow, that's a really good cast. Shit, Wolf. Christopher Plummer and Richard Jenkins, isn't it? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna watch. I will watch this. Directed it to my by uh, Mike list. fucking Nichols, who oh. is a, a director who is almost too good for this show. He's like a love of cinema director. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, you know what? When I was a kid, I remember the posters for Wolf. Yes, dude, Wolf was everywhere. Because okay, you were probably on your way to, I'm not even kidding, you were probably on your way, like me, to go see, like, the Flintstones movie or some shit, and the fucking poster <laughs> for Wolf was probably right next to it. You know what I mean? In the Cineplex. It's a great poster, by we the way. We didn't need Wolf. National Cinema Day in our day, because every movie really was $3, just automatically year-round, because that's how we did it. Today, your movie's $3, people get beat up, and they call in a bomb scare. Yeah. <laughs> or there's bed bugs. Or there's bed bugs. Or homeless man orgy. <laughs> the hobo orgy. <laughs> Everybody beat your meat. Beat your meat. They all sing. They have to do like a sing song. <laughs> Put your dick in the beans. Dick in the beans. My dick is all in the beans. Dick in the beans. That's what they do. <laughs> now eat the beans off my dick. Okay. Mark, what's next for your, for your? So I was so yes. Mark and I are both another co-rec. Mark and I are both recommending the Company of Wolves from great, 1984. Great Go watch it on Peacock. All or right, buy so, it, as Mark said. Yeah, I would. I honestly think people should buy it. Just save your money. Just go it. buy it. <laughs> so my my next rec will kind of tie into this whole. Physical effects uh, horror, which was Cat People by mm. Paul Schrader, and there's now a, it is I, my friend, who will write down your recommendation yeah. because I want to watch this. There's one transition where this guy turns into a panther, but it's him crawling on the. Gr it's like an overhead shot, and the camera's like tilting up from this overhead, and you see this guy crawling. And he crawls into a shadow, but as he's crawling into the shadow, you still see his legs, and this panther comes out. The timing on it is beautiful, but it Whoa. it actually looks like a real transition. This movie is awesome. It's got some weird stuff because it's Paul Schrader. Because like I was <laughs> but telling you, Matt, love, you love those Paul oh, Schrader. I love, yeah, I love yeah. Paul Schrader. But it's like his take on like a mainstream movie. But he's always got to make it weird. There's some always some weird sex thing in it. <laughs> But he's a pervert. He's a fucking yeah, pervert. Because because you're watching this, I'm not gonna say too much other than it's a super fun, weird movie, and it's very specific to its time. Like you just have to watch it. It's it's odd. I don't know if you'll like it, but I thoroughly enjoyed it, especially for like the effects and cinematography. Malcolm McDowell, awesome. Oh wow, really Malcolm McDowell. Movie. But yeah, so that's what I'll recommend. But I, if you're gonna watch it, Matt, I'm not gonna say anything else. And I think you should. I think people. One thing I want to say is, Mark texted me after he watched this, and I, you put it in such a great way. Mark said, "I like those weird Paul Schrader artsy fartsy takes on mainstream movies." <laughs> <laughs> but that's so true, dude. Like that's exactly what that sounds like, and that's exactly what Paul Schrader does with all of his other movies. So especially if you're in the mood for something artsy fartsy, quote unquote. Um, like I definitely want to watch it now just out of morbid curiosity I had never heard of this movie before 
just a movie oh, blind spot for me. What made you watch weird. this? I don't know. I was looking because after um, I was looking for more like physical effects. Yeah. You know, like old school horror movies. And this one just happened to pop up and I saw Paul Schrader and, and I saw Malcolm McDowell and I was like, okay, cool. I will watch this. So that not much else to it then. Wow. It just and I is it super it. is it super porny like is there a lot of like no not really okay not really it is very long it's a slow burn movie but i like slow burn know, i like slow burn it's very interesting and weird i like it i'm in dude where i yeah, i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna watch this i'm gonna seek it out cat people and you got a cat so you know perfect perfect oh um, yeah well my cat only likes the office i don't know if he'll watch this Shit. ironically okay, yeah, may not watch camp people um, <laughs> i'm also seeing online here that david bowie did a song for it you know i love bowie yeah okay i won't say when but yeah it's a cool use of it it's kind of funny too you'll awesome. see awesome fuck man cat people and is it is it creepy or is it just kind of like dripping with atmosphere does it have scares in it like what kind of a, i know you said slow burn but it's a little it... bit of all of that yeah Ooh. Okay, I like it. It's yeah. So it's a Paul it's a Paul Schrader movie. <laughs> it's definitely a Paul Schrader movie. Yeah. By the way, did you see his movie that he did on Mishima, the author, the Japanese author? No, I didn't see it. Okay. Is that the, oh, like, didn't you talk about you talked about this a couple episodes ago, right, with Johnny Depp? No, no, no. This that was a different one. That's, oh, that's different. Uh, that's uh, Minima or something. Oh, like Minima. That? It's not yeah. Mishima. It's Mishima Minima. Mishima was like this. Um, he was this Japanese author, very well known. And then what happened is. Uh, he, I don't know if he lost his mind, but as he got older, he got into like bodybuilding, and he thought he could get um, a group of people to have a coup. So he went to, a, a, I think he goes to, a, he went to a military base, and he like kind of tried to take it over and try to get the military on his side. It didn't work, so he killed himself, and then someone cut his head off. His second whoosh, swiped his head off. Very interesting guy. But Paul Schrader <laughs> did a movie on him, and I saw it at the Metrograph, and that movie is fantastic. It's got a Philip Glass score. Anyway, Ooh, check that yeah, out. Yeah, I like Philip Glass. He makes his, I like Paul Schrader's old movies when he had the money and clout to do weird shit. Now it yeah. seems like he's like going to like Kickstarter to get shit made, like the Canyons or whatever. Yeah, that's a little but, weird. Did you see First Reformed? No, I didn't. I saw I it. it was good. I oh, didn't, no, wait. I did see it. I didn't care for it. It was the 4 by 3 Ethan Hawke movie, yes, right? Yes, yes. I wanted to like it, but nothing happens in that movie. Nothing happens, and also the ending was fucking stupid, and I laughed out loud. And I saw it as I saw this at a snooty theater. I was at the Angelica in New York, and I saw this prime time <laughs> snooty times where all these elite New Yorkers were seeing it. It was like Sunday, middle of the day. Everybody there wanking off, being so <laughs> smart with their sweaters. Everybody's got goddamn sweaters on. And it was time to see First Reformed. And I was just there because I was like, Paul Schrader's so fucking weird. I'll just see whatever Paul Schrader makes. And it was just the... I remember it being dry and just so dumb in, in its own, like, people will think this is really cool and smart if we leave the camera here and not think about actual camera blocking and just <laughs> leave it pointing at this thing. And people will interpret at home that they think it means something more than it actually does, which is I'm a lazy fuck now, and I can't move the camera. That's a perfect way to describe that movie, by the yeah, way. It's it was so a fucking boring. So fucking boring. And I remember, and you know me, you know I'm a whore for movie swag. I remember walking out of the theater, and they said, oh, look, you know, we have um, these first reformed hats 
Like, it's, like, from the... It was just, like, a cool piece of movie memorabilia. And it was, like, the name of the church, First Reformed, whatever. And I was, like, no thanks. <laughs> you know me, dude. You know I'm a whore for movie memorabilia. <laughs> I skipped it. I was, like, I don't need your fucking First Reformed hat. Thanks. That's awesome. Cat people. <laughs> yeah, check it. I really want to know what you think about it. I hope you like it. But, yeah. I want to fucking watch... This. I might watch this shit tonight. Or tonight oh, okay. or tomorrow. I'm definitely watching Cat People now. You have made me <laughs> super interested. It is shot to the top of my list. All right. Uh, next for me. <laughs> All right. I'll just get into it. So we want to talk about, you know, I'm still talking about Peacock. So I was on Peacock. Clearly, I made a whole list of movies. You're going to hear me. I'm pimping out Peacock for the next couple episodes <laughs> because I'm trying to get through horror movies that are on Peacock that I want to watch. And this movie came up, and I realized I had never seen it before. It's a movie called Shocker. Shocker? It's from Wes Craven, of all people. It was made in 1989, so this is after Freddy Krueger, but before Scream. So what was he doing in between that time? Well, before he makes People Under the Stairs, which is one of my favorite Wes Craven movies, he makes a movie called Shocker, which was always, to me, one of those VHS box like cover art that I remember. It was like a guy oh, in the yeah. electric chair being electrocuted. And I always remember seeing that cover, and I was like, that movie looks cool. I'm going to watch it. Never watched it. So finally, yesterday was my opportunity. I was like, fuck it. I'm finally going to watch Shocker. It's been 30 years. I'm fucking doing it. It's kind of horrible, but <laughs> it was so fun. Um, you can clearly see that Wes Craven is trying to throw so much different shit at the wall to see what sticks. It's like... It's a silly movie, but then it's, like, deadly serious. There's a lot of gore, but then there's also, like, absurdly cartoonish stuff. The tones don't work. It's very uneven, and it's got one of the wildest plots. Like, I felt like I was watching a Japanese horror movie because it was, like, every scene it was, like, oh, okay, he's chasing a killer. Oh, wait, it was in his nightmare. Oh, <laughs> Oh, he had a nightmare about the real killer killing someone. <gasps> He's psychically linked to a killer that he may be related to. It just kept going where it was like, what the fuck? What the fuck is happening in this movie? And it, <laughs> it takes like a full 30 minutes. I was like, where is the guy who gets electrocuted? Where is the quote unquote the titular <laughs> shocker, right? Well, when that guy finally shows up, it's a lot of fun. Uh, because you get these great physical effects. I love those lightning charge effects, those opticals from the late 80s, 90s. Oh, yeah. Um, so he goes in and out of TVs and wall sockets, and he can transfer through people, like, because people naturally carry electricity. So, like, if he's in someone's body, he can touch someone else to transfer himself to them. Uh, it's really fun, but so stupid. And when I tell you, you can clearly see Wes Craven trying to, like, find who his 90s self is in this movie because there's a little bit of the Nightmare on Elm Street Wes Craven where he's like trying these very like nightmare kind of like set pieces. The guy will have like a Freddy Krueger one-liner and then <laughs> you can see Wes Craven kind of reaching for the scream director that's going to be coming. Like, ooh, how do I stage young people kind of like in this killer scenario? Like, it's very weird. It's an artist in the middle of two phases of his life, but it's so interesting because of that. But it is not a good movie. When I tell you, like, <laughs> we've talked about some great movies on this show so far. Don't go in expecting this to be a Cat People or a Company of Wolves or something like that. This is this is trash. <laughs> but it's I'm fully admitting that. But it's fun trash. Like, if you want a silly movie with a man who literally uses electricity so that he can't die... 
and you know what you're in for, you're going to have fun. For a but second, the, I thought this was Ernest Goes to Jail. Dude, Ernest Goes to Jail has a similar cover, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember he's like, Electro Man, because he gets like electrocuted and he zaps something. Dude, I remember Ernest Goes to Jail being like so traumatic as a kid because... <laughs> Isn't Ernest Goes to Jail the one where there's a prisoner who looks exactly like Ernest and he switches places with Ernest while Ernest is on a tour of the prison? And because they look so much alike, the real Ernest, who's like a harmless dolt, is like, let me out. I'm, I'm not supposed to be here. And people are mean to him in the prison and they try to butt fuck him. And then like <laughs> the bad guy who looks like Ernest is living Ernest's life and ruining his life like because he's dressing like Ernest, but he's like a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> And I find that so stressful. And I remember as a kid, I couldn't watch Ernest Goes to Jail because it would stress me the fuck out. Right? Like, I could watch Ernest Scared Stupid or Ernest Saves Christmas or whatever. But if somebody was like, let's watch Ernest Goes to Jail, I had to, like, leave because it would stress me the fuck out. I couldn't watch it. I couldn't watch someone fucking up Ernest's life, okay? It was not okay. <laughs> I cared I think- too much about Ernest. As a kid, isn't that, like, one of the fears, those kid fears? Oh, no, someone's going to have to run into my doppelganger, and he's going to ruin everything. Yes, yeah. He's going to ruin your life. Somebody's going to impersonate you and ruin your life, and you're going to be stuck in their shitty life. (laughs) Right? Like, there's a part, there's a scary part where Ernest, like, gets in a prison fight. I'm not kidding. Jeez. And he's got to defend himself, and Ernest is not a fighter. He's a lover, man, not a fighter, you know? And the bad Ernest is out there fucking shit up. People are like, Ernest, why are you being so mean? You know? And he's being a dick. Because he sucks. It was so fucking stressful. Oh, Did you ever see Ernest Goes to Jail? No. Remember this? I just saw the trailers for it. Dude. It, but I've always it traumatized wanted to watch it. me. Traumatized me. Anyway, shocker on Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, listen, I'm not pretending it's good. I'm just saying it's fun. Okay? I, let me stipulate. Mark, what's next for you? All right, I'll I'll continue with the horror genre. And I watched um, my friend recommended this movie called Resurrection. Oh, and it's with um, I think it's uh, Tim Roth and Rebecca Hall. I think is that her name. Oh, that's your Nighthouse lady, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Man, she's her and Tony Collette. Like they're your go-to horror. If you need modern horror yeah. ladies, if you need like someone that's like on the verge of a breakdown. They're great. Women on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Isn't that a Pedro Almodovar? <laughs> that should be the new yeah. poster. Women on the verge of a nervous breakdown. It's Rebecca Hall and Tony Collette. And Tony Collette. <laughs> this movie's awesome. It's another slow burn, um, beautiful cinematography, very quiet. And uh, I think you should check. It's very odd. It's okay. on Shudder, so check it oh, out. Oh, it's on it's, Shudder. Okay, I'll yeah. watch. It's a very weird, but the concept's really cool. It has some very gross scenes in it, but overall, it's like a, it's a, to me, it was a wild ride. It was, uh, it was so strange, and I kept, as the mystery unfolds, you just want to keep watching, so is that's it, all I'll say about it. Okay, it's so is it more, it's more like a psychological horror film? Oh, you'll, you have to see it. It's weird. Ooh, okay. It's very wow. odd. Man, it's so, also they, so there's some quiet. good new modern horror movies coming yeah. out. And I like how they're like, you know, they're they're focused on basically a one character that's going through some strange experience. It's not a huge cast. The acting is great. Tim Roth is awesome in it. He's Love very Tim creepy. Roth. He's so good. You have to see it. I don't want to say anything else because I'm afraid I'll spoil it. But okay. definitely check it out. I think it's uh, it's a really good, competent little thriller slash horror film. 
And all it has right. some really good physical effects in it, too. Um, all right. Resurrection, and that's on yeah, Shudder. Check it out. Continuing with the Spoopies. Um, I, also on Peacock, again, Peacock, I watched, I rewatched Your Next, a movie that I ah. adore. Um, this is a great home invasion movie, but it's it's a twist on the home invasion. And it posits that what if you accidentally invaded the home of someone who could Rambo you to death? That's the premise of this movie. Um, because the people in this movie, there are survivors in this movie, there are victims in this movie. But the main girl, the final girl, is not just a final girl. She's a killer. Uh, she's like a no-shit survivalist. She was trained. She knows how to fuck people up. And it's kind of like watching the end of Rambo Last Blood where he sets up the funhouse <laughs> of terrors to destroy people. That's kind of what she does to the home invaders in this movie, and it is so goddamn satisfying. I loved this movie so much that I want to I want to pimp something. I actually, months ago, I went on our buddy Derek's podcast, the underrated podcast, and I talked all about Your Next because I oh, love cool. Your Next. So if you want to hear me go in-depth on Your Next, go check that out on the underrated podcast. But I love that movie so much, I had to rewatch it. So I watched it again, and I was like, fuck, once I saw it was on Peacock, dude. It's a fun movie. Even though I just watched it, I was like, I gotta re-add this to my list. Because it's so fucking fun, man. It is like, I love the vibe of that movie. Even just the simple imagery of the home invaders having those, like, creepy animal masks. There's, like, a lamb. It's it's like, it's the imagery does it for me. The brutal violence, and there are some brutal kills. You want to talk about, we've talked a lot about gross-out effects on this episode. <laughs> But if you want just straight up like great gnarly horror movie kills, this is my pick for that. Uh, You're next. I want to say it came out 2010 or 2011. It's on Peacock. I don't want to say anything more about it because it's a movie that's very spoiler heavy. Go check that shit. Oh, it's a great movie. I fucking love that movie. Fucking awesome. I'm so glad I got to see it in the theater, actually. Same. I remember cutting work to go see Your Next because <laughs> uh, I used to work in Times Square and I remember cutting work and walking over to the AMC Empire 25 and watching Your Next in the middle of the day. Wow. It was like a awesome. Monday. <laughs> like I literally, this is when I was living my best life. I was like, I went to Wendy's, ate like a Dave's double. And oh then, my God. And then went to amc empire 25 and watched your next on the big screen in the middle of the day and because it was monday in Times square in the middle of the day there was fucking no one there and i basically had the theater to myself oh man that sounds like the perfect day it was the awesome. perfect work day it was so good and i got paid for it which is the <laughs> best you know you're like farting in the theater you're like they're paying me to fart fucking farting it up man Getting and you gut. could write it off on your taxes dude it's part of your job writing it off man cutting checks snapping <laughs> necks taking farts out Fucking awesome. Ripping ass. <laughs> Ripping all asses. You're next. <laughs> That's what I do in the theater. <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> You're next, bitch. And then just in the distance you hear like like a couple like maybe a minute later. What stinks? <laughs> oh fuck, wait, I was here dude, by myself. Wait, were you with me? Dude, were you with me? I I don't know if it was Mile 22, that random Mark Wahlberg movie, but there was a random fucking terrible movie that you and I saw in the IMAX at 68th where it was totally fucking like dead quiet. And I ripped ass, like I farted, and it was loud, like it bounced off the seat, like it was one of those like like it had a little zip in it, like right? And like a second later, a few rows down, which were in the IMAX, so they're like way down there. A few rows down, we heard, who did that? 
Like someone out loud was so mad. Who did that? Like they were that mad. Do you remember that, Mark? <laughs> yes. That oh happened. My God. You were with me. It was fucking hilarious. And Here's we thing, tried though, I probably not forgot to die. because I've we've had so many weird theater experiences together yes. with oddball audience members in New York. Holy yes. shit. And it was because like before that screening, <laughs> wherever it was, we like we ate so much Mexican food. Like I had Dude, we would always beans. get like giant Mexican Dude, noodles. Fucking I had we had like the queso fundido, like all the cheese folded in with the hot salsas. And the chorizo, all the fucking nuggets of chorizo, and all the refried. I had to like be a pagan order refried beans on my plate on top of that just to fucking have massive gas. And I, we ate it all. Mark and I ate all the shit on the table, and the and, frozen margaritas, and frozen margaritas. So now you're fucked up too. And then we went, and I ripped oh ass like within ten minutes of the movie starting. It was like a fresh one, hot. Hard, like hard, <laughs> like, like dude, like hard. Wait, let me do a good hard one. Like, like hard. It sounded like I got the Vuvuzela. Hard. And that fucking guy out of nowhere was like, "Who did that?" Like he was mad. And you and I like sunk down in our chairs because the people there were. It wasn't like people weren't sitting next to us. They were. They heard it. And they knew it was us. And for a minute, I was like, are these motherfuckers going to give us up? Can you imagine if you got ratted out? <laughs> they, Some big guy they comes turn on us. beats the living he shit. He beats you up for farting. You How dare you fart oh, during God. mile 22, bitch. <laughs> I paid my $20 22. to watch Mark Wahlberg kicking ass. And you over here ripping ass at mile 22. <laughs> That's disrespectful. <laughs> Disrespecting the Wahlberg family. The family name and the Wahlburgers restaurant. That's a real thing where they make Wahlburgers. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Dude, they really make burgers, those people. They have a fucking reality show about it, too. You're kidding. Are you kidding? They, the Wahlburgers are fucking everywhere. It's insane. I'm sorry. Wait. I'm sorry. To double down on the ridiculousness of Wahlberg having a Wahlburger restaurant where he makes burgers, there's a reality show about this? Yeah, I think he's like, my brothers need money. Jesus so they have, there's Christ. a reality show You're about kidding. the Wahlbergs. Wait. It's weird. I swear to God, maybe I'm insane and I made this up in my brain, but I could have sworn there was. Oh my God, Mark, you're right. Wahlburgers and oh Jesus Christ, it's been on for 10 seasons. <laughs> oh my God. I'm not kidding. It, it aired almost 100 episodes. What? Wahlburgers. Holy shit. Is it still going on? Dude, if you go to Google, Wahlburgers, the restaurant, they show you the Google reviews, and it has a 2.9. I'm assuming that's out of 10. Yes. It has a 2.9. Some lady's trying to be nice, too. She's like, I went to Wahlburgers, and I had a lovely Wahlburger for myself. (laughs) Now I kind of want to have one. Wow, hear this. Wahlburger in 2014 and 2015, Wahlburgers received Emmy nominations for Outstanding Unstructured Reality Program. Jesus Christ. Serious? Yeah. Today I learned, man. I didn't know Wahlburgers was a thing. I did not know this was was a thing. Damn, I didn't even know it was a fucking Now I kind of want to try a Wahlburger. 
It, that shit better be good, though. Wait, can we see the Wahlburgers menu? Wahlburgers <laughs> yeah. menu. Wait, here, Mark. Let's look at it together. <laughs> Sharing my screen so Mark and I can take a break. We're hungry. We want to look at the Dude, menu. Dude, I'm, I'm so What's hungry now that you mentioned Wahlburgers. Oh, shit, they got Ooh, truffle starters. fries. Here we go. Starters, Mark. Crispy fried pickles. By the way, those tater tots look delicious. They do look good, don't they? They look good. Join the wall club. Get the fuck out. Are you not joining? Uh. Truffle fries. (laughs) Sweet chili glazed chicken tenders. By the way, way, that's over a thousand calories. Did you notice, though, they, they have the opportunity to throw wall and stuff, but they only put it on wall bites, and it makes no sense. It makes no sense. Wall bites doesn't even sound good. Yeah, dude, wall chicken sounds good. Yeah. Wall tender sounds good. Even wall, wall bacon. Bites. Why not wall bacon? Wall bacon. <laughs> Dude, buffalo Look, chicken Chef wall bites. Paul's Look, Mark, you can get a you can get a tots flight. All three tots, spicy cheese and bacon tots. Dude, that's my entire caloric intake for the day. Barbecue Look, chicken tots. Sixteen hundred is just in the tots flight. Parmesan truffle tots, spinach and parmesan wall bites. Dude, Mark, wait, you gotta look. Do up. they say Wahlburgers or do they say Wahlburgers? <laughs> <laughs> Let's skip wait. the salads. Let's skip that. Oh yeah, fuck salads. Toppings. Mom's favorite. Ooh, mom's favorites. Mom's favorites. House made chili. Bacon <laughs> Anything mac and that cheese. will kill my children is yeah. my favorite. <laughs> crispy chicken ranch. It's a crispy fried chicken sa- sandwich served with fresh tomatoes, shredded lettuce, pickles, and ranch dressing. But at that point, just forget the fucking shredded lettuce. And Crispy tomatoes. fish. It's already awful. Burgers. They don't even give a shit about the fish. There's barely a description of it. Yep. They're like, it's a fish we found. Wallfish. <laughs> the burgers. Holy the shit. hour burger. Beef burger. Government cheese. Lettuce. Tomato. Onion. Double decker. Ooh, barbecue bacon. I could fuck with. That OFD. What the fuck is that? Oh, originally from Dorchester. Oh God. <laughs> Is this all? Is this, oh, Jesus. Is this like super boston You know, it's like the menu was directed by Peter Berg. <laughs> Art directed by Peter Berg. Dude, Peter Berg stars in Shocker, by the way. Oh, that's right. I, He's that, in I, the movie. <laughs> Peter Berg acts. He's the star. He's the main character. He's not the Shocker. He's the kid on the run from the Shocker. Oh, he's a lead. He's a lead. He is the lead. It's his movie. Wow. Holy shit. He's come a long way. Okay, By the Mark, way, missed the opportunity milk. to have the Peter Burger. What? Oh, no yeah. Peter? Come on. Peter Dude. Burger with Peter Berg. Mark, the it's Super like Melt. Friends? Two beef burger patties served between thick cut bread and grilled with government cheese, bacon, that caramelized onions, delicious. pickles, and house made mustard. That looks great. His movies may not be doing good, but these, these, these burgers, burgers are doing delicious. real good. <laughs> Let's look at some sides. French fries, thin crispy onion rings, tater tots. But, dude, honestly, if you're going to get the tots, get the tots flight. Get yeah, the get tots the flight, flight you fucking fatty. <laughs> you're not going here for health food, that's for sure. Shakes and floats. God damn, I want a milkshake. It's so fucking hot outside. Could you could oh, yeah. you get down with a milkshake, dude? Yes, please. Oh, shit, a creamsicle float? That sounds amazing. Say it like a Bostonian. What do you want, a fucking chocolate? <laughs> Two fucking chocolate shakes, you fucking fuck. That's how you gotta do it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> get in your car. Come down here. Get your chocolate shake. Your fucking shake. 
dude. Oh my god, that one has 900 calories. The chocolate mint. Why does chocolate mint have 900 calories? That's the highest one. Jesus. You can add malt, you fat fuck, for 50 cents. And it adds 120. Dude, you could have the chocolate mint would be 1,000 calories. Yes, if you add malt. That's insane. Dude, if you did the chocolate mint shake, add malt, plus the tots flight... You, you, die. Die. you die. <laughs> you die. You die. By the oh, way, are you, are you a fan of root beer float? I do. I love them. Okay, but I know here, it sounds do you like, like a root nanny? beer float or are you like a Coke float? Oh, I love a root beer. It's got to be root beer. I Although like... I have had it with like that creamsicle float. I've oh, made it is something good. like that. Yeah. Delish. Creamsicle float is good. I actually prefer the Coke float. Really? No diss huh. to the root beer float. I just happen to prefer the Coke float. You know what? I haven't tried them side by side, so I'm gonna have to do. That. Oh, That'll they're be just... part of my double feature. This double is their... diabetes, yeah. dude. Double diabetes, double Wahlburger. <laughs> Mark, their desserts are are ice cream or cupcakes. More ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Beer and wine, limited this time only. What's insane. limited? Watermelon salad. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. Watermelon smash. Look, they have a, a friend. They fucking give Francis Ford Coppola. His wine, they couldn't give Peter Berg something? A burger? Yeah, dude, fucking A. Stupid ass. Wall concoctions <laughs> and boozy shakes. Oh, wow. Strawberry jalapeno margarita. Adult shakes. These sound oh, I do oh, love an adult pie shake. One sounds fucking good. Yes, dude. I love when people put alcohol in shakes. That's why I miss the Alamo so much. I remember dude, going Alamo to... should be having a crossover with wall burgers. They should have a fucking wall burger shake. <laughs> Shake your wall burgers is what they should call it. Shake By the way, you're totally burgers. right. I miss going to the Alamo with you and just getting that like cheesecake oh. uh, milkshake with vodka. In it. Did you see? Did you go to Aquaman with me at the Alamo? Did when I, I went to the Alamo for Aquaman, they had a custom Alamo shake that was called Wrath of the Seven Seas, and it was like vanilla cookies and cream and it had shots of jägermeister in it jesus and in the top it had like a fake like a plastic like plastic tentacles like a kraken and it was called wrath of the seven seas <laughs> and i ordered that a grown man in the middle of the day seeing aquaman by himself i yes. ordered the wrath of the seven seas shake and i did it proudly oh my god and i finished it and it did was you get amazing fucked up though on the dude in the uber on the way home i thought i was gonna pass out oh my god i told my driver i was like please get me home quickly and he said why are you gonna vomit i said i'm gonna fall asleep and you will never get me out of this cab. <laughs> <laughs> you have to roll me out of your fucking cab <laughs> oh i haven't had to roll somebody out since Wahlburgers. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Dude, we have to try Wahlburgers now and see if it. Let's if get Wahlburgers. Oh God, I hope they have a Wahlburgers at Universal. Please God, let oh, them. Oh shit, we will eat our fucking first meal at at Wahlburgers. Yeah, no dietary restrictions for that shit. No, fuck no. Just like maximize the amount of calories. Kill yourself. Tots, bacon on everything. <laughs> It'd be funny if that was the menu. It just says "kill yourself." Kill yourself. <laughs> it's an upcharge of fifteen bucks. They're like, "We got it. We know what to do. We add all the shit." Yeah, kill yourself. Two kill yourselves, please. <laughs> it comes with a gun. I'm gonna have the ranch bacon classic burger uh, plus kill yourself. <laughs> yeah, so the super size it. Mm -hmm. Kill no yourself it. Mm -hmm. 
god. Do you want to add extra parm on that kill yourself for 50 cents? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. Mark, what's next oh for god. you on the Rex? Holy shit. Uh, <clears throat> man, actually, I guess for this one, it's a bit further from the... Uh, from the theater, I mean, sorry, from the uh, the uh, horror wrecks. I'm gonna recommend it's something I saw in the theater called Three Thousand Years of Longing, which was oh, George yes. Miller's latest film, and I absolutely loved it. I'm glad I got to see it in the theater. I'm actually after this show is over, I'm gonna take my friend to see it. Oh, nice! I, I loved it. I thought it was like a nice take on the the genie story. I think that Idris Elba, awesome in it. Sadly, none of his movies are doing well, but this yeah, one's great. Fuck? It's definitely a movie for, like, you can tell it's more for adults. It's not like, if you like TikTok, you're not going to like this movie because mo- this movie takes its time to tell a story. Yeah. And it's beautiful. If you like The Fall by Tarsim, you'll love this movie. It's got, like, a lot of the... I. I don't know. I, I love the way it looked. I don't want to give too much away because I honestly think people should see this in the movie theaters because it, it's probably going to be gone by next week. Yeah, because nobody's seeing it. Yeah, I thought it was beautiful. Cinematography, great. Pacing, loved it. Acting, loved it. Story, fantastic. Wow. I honestly think people should see this in the Is theater. Is this going to be great. like on your end of your list for favorite movies, you think? I think it might be, yeah. Wow. It's just like a very like... I don't know the themes it deals with. I I thought it was fantastic. I but, saw yeah. this movie as well, um, but I'm still thinking about it, which I guess is a good thing. It definitely made me think. It gave me a lot to think about, and I loved the imagery. And there were moments I thought that were very powerful, but I I thought it was I had a hard time connecting with it for some reason. Like I I had a hard time connecting with Tilda Swinton and her character, and I thought the third act of the movie kind of like took it somewhere weird. Um, that I thought it, it sort of almost like hit a wall. I, I really enjoyed the first two acts of him telling stories, but I won't, I won't uh, give anything else away. Um, but I, uh, I, I don't know if I would personally recommend it, but I'm glad I saw it in the theater. And I only saw it in the theater because of you. Mark was like, <laughs> there's a new George Miller movie in the theater. Why wouldn't you get your Wahlburger ass over to the cinema to see it? And I was like, he's totally right. I should go see George Miller's new movie. I'm glad I saw it. It's definitely one. I almost feel like I hate to say this, but I almost feel like I want to watch it again before I give a review of it because I'm not prepared to review it. It's so well, that's weird. Why I, also, I also want to see it again. But like I yeah. said, I think it's one of these movies that benefits from a, a large screen experience. And yeah. like I said, how often do you get a George Miller movie? Yeah, a new theaters? George Miller so movie. It's, it's worth... sort of like, yeah, but God, don't go in. I think let me give you a let me pay you a, a favor uh listener that that i wish would have been paid to me do not go in expecting fury road or fucking road warrior or anything wild like george miller normally does this is a slower more genteel george miller it's a different kind of movie um so don't go in expecting madness because you're not going to get that by the way, that Suns 2020 song that they used in the trailer is actually it has been one of my favorite songs but trailer's good but it's a it's very deceptive because it makes yes. it seem like this it's this bombastic fast-paced like 
you know, like Terry Gilliam hitting. pandemonium. Yeah, it's not. It's a very no. sweet and quiet film. And intimate. I think, it's an intimate yeah, movie. That's the. That's actually a better way to describe yeah. it. Yeah, intimate. I movie. totally agree with that assessment. Yeah, I have to see it again, man. I I can't believe I'm saying this, but I don't know how to review it. I don't know how to review it. May check check it out again. Like there I said, go. I'm gonna once I see it again, I will definitely let you know. Mark, definitely report back on how your theater was post National Cinema Day. Hopefully, your cinema is still standing. It's in ruins. <laughs> Mark is standing on like a fucking a potted plant that they're like that's your seat sir that's your seat F15 that's you you stand there on that it's like the only Mad Max that I got to see was the fucking theater <laughs> I visited Thunderdome it was my local Palm Springs Cineplex <laughs> yeah <laughs> Mark next for me um, this is my last rec it's my last rec I started, I think I'm four episodes in. I finally started Severance ah, on yeah. Apple TV+. Plus. I'm really enjoying it. Um, it's great. It is, every episode is surprising. Um, I'm, I'm also loving it because it does, even though it is more of a sci-fi black mirror, it has a very spooky bent about it. Uh, there are a lot yeah. of creepy, unexplained things that happen in it. Um, and the reveals in it, again, I'm not going to give anything away. There are some great twists and payoffs. Uh, I love the way that the world of Severance is realized, the Lumen Corp versus the real world. Again, I don't want to say too much. Mark, you have been telling me to watch this forever. And our buddy Rob McPhillips, who listens to the show, has been telling me to watch this forever. I finally started, and both of you were right. I'm loving it. I look forward to talking more about it when I finish the season, because I still have oh, I yeah. still have a couple more to go. But I got to say, I love everybody. The person who I am absolutely adoring is john Turturro. he's great irving his character irving i love is that character fantastic so like the much. voice the mannerisms the way that he is um and I, he's also his storyline has some very interesting developments to it um yeah it is everything that everyone hyped it up to be i'm watching severance and and i'm really enjoying it so i look forward i will check back in with everybody and i'll tell everybody how i feel Ooh, about yeah. it yeah when By i'm the done way, the ben... season Ben Stiller, isn't he a fucking awesome director? He's such a great director. I've loved, I mean, so it's funny. Underrated. I, I loved his, you know, obviously his comedy work. I still yeah. think Cable Guy is one of the best movies ever made. And he directed that. And um, I, I also that like, movie, yeah. I like Reality Bites a lot, but I love The Cable Guy. It's one of my favorite. It's just not, not even a comedy to me. It's just like a great fucked up movie. And it's beautifully directed. And I also love Tropic Thunder, another one he made. Oh my god, that is fucking awesome. The guy I love is that like movie. such a talented filmmaker. He's all I mean, he's a talented comedian too, a talented actor. But goddamn, what a great filmmaker. Like I also like the Secret Life of Walter Mitty. That was like one of my favorite movies that Yeah, he that's did what too. I that's what I didn't like as much. I'm not a big fan of that one. Um but man, I'm loving what he's doing on Severance. But unfortunately, I think he only directed the first three or four. Because now I'm starting to see other people's names. Oh, it's turning into, uh, what's it called? Uh, oh, God, I hope not. Oh, <laughs> By don't the way, Sandman me again. That, the uh, opening titles, I always watch them because yes. I just love how they look. They're great. They're so Damn. gloriously weird. There's a bit where Adam Scott is carrying, like, a balloon that is a bunch of him with the arms flailing around. Like, the, the fucking <laughs> physics of it is so gooey and weird. It's fucking awesome. Um, and it takes so many unexpected twists and turns. It's awesome. It's crazy. I love yeah. that show. Uh, Mark, anything else for you on the Rex? I actually have a... Uh, do you have any more? Or no, I'm done, I, I'm, oh, I'm done, done, man. So feel free to rip through them. All right. So I'll do a couple quick ones then. I saw uh, 
Sebastian Shipper, he directed the, this movie called Victoria that Matt and I oh, had yes. seen, which is like, I don't want to talk about Victoria because I honestly think that anyone listening to this show needs to watch it and you need to go into it cold. It's one yep. of the greatest movies ever made. Um, he did another movie recently called Roads, which I watched on Tubi. There's only like two ads. It's a really fantastic road trip movie. And the one thing I love about his films, he does not fuck around. You're right into the story, like, immediately. It's like titles, story. It's great. Very Good to neat. know it's on Tubi. I'm, I might yeah. check it out. It's I love it. It's a very, like, it's a fun road trip movie. Not fun, but it's like a very endearing. It's like you're, you're meeting with... Um, one kid, he's this is all at the beginning. He's running away from his family because actually, I don't want to give too much away. But and then he meets this other kid who's a refugee and he's from the Congo and he's looking for his brother at one of these camps. And he and it's just how their paths meet and how they deal with all the events that happen on this road trip. It's very cool and it's very like it's this very sweet film. He's a great director, he's very underrated. But wow. I highly recommend that one. That one is a really good movie. Rose. I saw, <clears throat> I saw Fall. Oh shit, like dude! Nice... That's all fucking. I'm fucking writing that down, man. I want to watch Fall. So Fall is a nice, really tight. It's a low budget movie, and I, I was telling Matt it has like that low budget score where it's just like, oh, you can tell it's a low budget score because it relies heavily on either a piano or a guitar, <laughs> yeah, so and true. they're kind of annoying sometimes. <laughs> um, not a big fan of the score of the fall of Fall, but it was like for a low budget little thriller, uh, not thriller, but I, what would you consider it? I'm not sure. Yeah, it's that's like a thriller. That's a thriller. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was really well made and it has i'm not going to say anything because you're going to watch it so anyway i'm just definitely check out watching fall, fall it for was sure. very interesting and i thought a very well made low budget thriller and so i think that's it for the movies i have seen i watched mike which i thought was uh by the way hulu's killing it like yeah the, the series they have on hulu it's one it's the one place i'll i'll go to and i'm like wow it doesn't feel like cookie cutter like you know like netflix where all their series kind of look the same no they take like, risks with their shows yeah. and mike I, I i saw the trailers for mike and i was like ah, it kind of sounds like it's disrespectful to to mike tyson but then i watched the show and it's almost like a bronson style you know oh where it's okay. just like uh, he's on a stage telling his story i just watched the first episode but i thought it was really good and very well made sometimes he does he the guy does not look like mike tyson at all but he does get his the sound and like the he has like the characteristic it's pretty good he's wow. pretty good actually so and recommending I, mike yeah and then i saw that that's just i only saw the pilot and then i saw the pilot of pistol which is also on hulu which is uh danny boyle's um story of the sex pistols and the, how they they're meeting with vivian westwood really cool probably that's the you know what the one thing i love about danny boyle it's like he makes these very they're sweet they're rambunctious they're irreverent like he makes these great these movies that are like about the human experience and it makes you love life there's something no matter what disasters are happening he makes you feel like you're alive and that's why i love danny boyle it's a great way to put that and yeah. this this series is awesome it's shot four by three it looks like it's made back in the day. It's gorgeous. Acting is great. Script phenomenal. 
Danny Boyle, man, he's like one of the greatest directors. It's, wow. Everything he's made is awesome, and it's so cool to see him doing like a mini series. Holy shit, man! I didn't even it. know this existed. Great. I'm I'm definitely gonna catch this too. Pistol. Oh man, you have just watch the pilot for this yeah. one. You'll it'll suck you in. It's so good. I wow. love that one. So shit, man. All and right. then I guess I think that's it. That's all I got. Damn. Dude, that was mega. We had so many wrecks. <laughs> it was like, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> holy shnikes. So yeah, man. Um, thank you for tuning in for our spooky wrecks. Yeah, thank you. So uh, much. And once again, uh, let me do this bit of business. Please leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating on Spotify. Give us a follow on Instagram at the Matt Mark Movie Show. Uh, we're very active there. If you want to answer, you know, give us questions that we can answer. Give us recs. Uh, that's the best way to reach out to us. So that's it, man. Spoopy season is underway here on the Sweet. Matt Mark Movie Show. So look forward to more spoopy episodes. Maybe we'll have some more surprises. Maybe a guest or two. All right. Yeah. Peace. Peace.